always um, in the word tonight. How many of y'all plan on going all the way with Jesus? You know, we, we were in this uh, message series about drifting, no more drifting. And uh, I'm, I am just absolutely determined to stay with the Lord. Just going to stay with God. I was talking to uh, Dad, my spiritual dad, yesterday. We were talking about that for a while, just about, man, I I'm not going anywhere. You couldn't chase me away from God. He's already done too much and proven himself over and over and over again. And where am I going to go? Back in the darkness? I mean, if the darkness was all that, I would have still been out there. That's what we're trying to get all the young people to understand. If it ain't all, it ain't all that. What the world's trying to suck you into, it ain't all that. If it was all that, we would have still been out there, Chris, right? No, we, we came in. Came out of that darkness into his marvelous light. And uh, so I'm not going back to that. I'm not going back. God is good to me. He's good to us. And uh, I'm determined to please him. I, in fact, not just, not just to go with him in terms of, you know, I'm going to be in church, but I want to live right. I'm just going to live right. It's, it's just easy to live right. Just, when you live right, you don't, have to, you don't have to trace your steps. You don't have to remember anything, what you did and what you said and where you've been. Oh, who was that person? Oh, you ain't got to remember it. It's just so much easier just to live right. Amen. We make it our aim to be well-pleasing to the Lord. So that's over in 2 Corinthians 5 and right around verse 9. I think it is to make it our aim to be well-pleasing to the Lord. Then the Bible says in, in Proverbs 21, 7, when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. And so uh, I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. I've seen where God took one of my, what you would call, arch enemies. Wouldn't fool me, wanted to, I mean, cut me down. And had to call on me. Had to call on me and love me now, just love me. Like we best friends. Well, what was it? I just make my ways please the Lord. He makes our enemies to be at peace with us. Amen? I enjoy living holy. When we're holy, we can have fellowship with God. Unrestricted. Unrestricted. Amen? Praise God. All right, open your Bibles to 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8. 1 John. This is not the Gospel of John. This is the small Johns over there. 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. They're near the, near the back of your Bible, near the end of the Bible. So if you go to Revelation and then work your way backwards, you're going to go from Revelation to Jude to 3 John to 2 John to 1 John. Bam. Be right there on it. All right. 1 John chapter 3. And we're going to read verse 8. Verse 8. You got it? Glory to God. All right? Ready? Read. He who sins is of the devil. Has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Okay, let's read it again. Let's read it again. Because I, I missed it, some part of that. Verse 8. Ready? Read. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. I want to focus on this last part, that the Son of God was manifested 
that he might destroy the works of the devil. We've talked about sin. We got that down, right, for the last three weeks. I want to talk about this other part here. Jesus Christ was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. I want to talk about tonight, and I'm sure we'll go into Sunday uh, at least on this, on the subject of get the devil out of your house. Get the devil out of your house. Tell your neighbor, get the devil out of your house. No, I'm, we're not telling you to leave. We're saying get the devil. You pay rent. You pay mortgage. You have a right to stay. Okay? But the devil has no right to stay. He got to go. Get to stepping. All right? So get the devil out of your house. Thank you, Lord. Your word is precious to us. We need the word. We live by the word. Thank you that, God, that your word brings faith into our hearts. And, God, tonight, Lord, we pray that faith would rise rise in our hearts that God we will stand firm and know who we are whose we are the authority that we have and the 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 right that we have to peace in every area of our lives so Lord we speak and ask you Lord to move and uh, speak to us in a mighty way we listen we hear with the intent to obey have your way we pray in Jesus name so be it Amen. And amen. All right. Glory to God. Get the devil out of your house. Now, this is day 73 of our 90 days of manifestation of this prophetic window. Amen. Which means we have 17 days left. Glory to God. 17 days of total victory. That's what remains for us. Amen. And again, this is just training camp, boot camp for us. We're just preparing for the rest of our lives to live in total victory, to live with manifestation, to expect God to move every day in our lives. Amen? The Bible says he daily, on Psalm 68 and 19, he daily loads us with, with benefits. Amen? His mercies, according to Lamentations, they are new every morning. And so we're not, not just going to end at 90 days, but we're going to keep going, keep going because we're going to keep expecting God to do wondrous things in our lives. Amen? Glory to God. Now, We've been talking about this supernatural manifestation, this year of abundant manifestation. We've been talking about during this first 73 days supernatural manifestation, and that's been happening. That's been happening. But what we understand as well is that manifestation happens from two different kingdoms. Is that right? So just as God is manifesting himself, manifesting his goodness, manifesting his blessings, manifesting his promises, manifesting harvests, manifesting whatever it is that's of his kingdom, there's a counter manifestation from the enemy. And I, and, 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 and I was fair, I believe, in warning everybody. Hey, just want to give you FYI. <laughs> this is what's going to happen. Right? That you will have counter manifestations that the enemy uh, is going to manifest himself in our lives as well. He's going to come against us. So we shouldn't be surprised when this happens. We, we shouldn't be, you know, taken back when this uh, all kind of evil things try to creep up in our lives. Amen? Uh, I'm not saying we're using our faith to get them. I'm just saying that they're, they're, they're coming because we have an adversary, the Bible calls him, the devil, 
who goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So he's looking for, for us. In fact, he's really honing in on us. Tell me why. Well, because he knows that we're under a prophetic mantle. So anytime you're under a prophetic mantle, you're, on, you're in a prophetic season, a prophetic time frame, then he's going to up his game. He's going to, as the young folks say, turn up. Am I right about it? Maybe nobody's experienced that on this side, but have y'all experienced where the devil's, he's kind of turned up. So what you and I have to do, come on now, is turn up just like he turns up. Okay? We can't let him turn up and we turn him down. Right? If he turns up, you got to turn up your praise. Come on, you got to turn up your worship. You got to turn up your prayer life. You got to turn up your seed. Come on now. You got you to turn up your thanksgiving. You got to turn up your meditation in the word of God. Because he's turning up. He's an adversary. He's an adversary. But we're, we, have, we have victory in the bag. If. We don't lose our hope if we don't quit. Okay? Now, so what we've been seeing, uh, again, is the devil coming against people of God. All kind of things have been happening. I mean, there's not been, I mean, we've testified about all the victories. We've had, you know, we read these praise reports. People put the praise reports in, and we've been reading all those praise reports. Now, we don't, we don't read, we don't talk about a lot of the uh, opposition from the enemy. Because I learned this at a young age, my old church, is you don't give the devil prime time. That's what we used to say in the old church. Don't give the devil prime time. In other words, when we up here and we got testimony service, you know, now they used to testify back in the old days about, you know, the devil's on my track, saints of God. You know, the devil's been doing this and that, and he, been, he coming all against me. Shut up! We, this ain't morning time, it's testimony time. What's the Lord doing? What's the Lord doing? Come on now, what's the Lord doing? So you don't give the devil all that prime time. We're not going to publicize what he's doing, but we just know. Am I right about it? We all know amongst each other. The devil's busy. So he's creeping into houses, creeping into families, creeping into marriages, creeping into businesses, creeping into money, creeping into, against physical bodies, creeping against our stuff. Come on now. Maybe y'all don't know what I'm talking about here. So, remember I told you that this manifestation will be undeniable but not unexpected. Well, the same thing applies on the enemy side. That I didn't want you to, to, have, to, to be surprised at manifestation from the enemy. Okay? Because it's coming. It's coming. And what's happening is, is that hell itself has been trying to infiltrate our lives. But here's some good news. 1 John 3 and verse 8. <laughs> it says, for this purpose. I mean, the Bible gives a whole lot of reasons, several reasons why Jesus Christ came. 
Jesus Christ himself talks about, you know, the Son of Man did not come uh, to, to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. He said one time, uh, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. So he gives various reasons to why he came. He said, I didn't come to bring, bring peace but a source. He talks about various reasons why he came. But here, John lists one reason why he was manifested. A very good reason. He said, for this purpose, everybody say purpose. In other words, here is, here is the gist of why Christ came. You can wrap up all the other stuff in this. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. The Bible says, says that God himself was manifest in the flesh. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. It says that he might destroy, annihilate the works of the devil. That word works, uh, I didn't send this to, to, to uh, media. I didn't think about it to just, just a second ago. That word works in the Greek is the word ergon, ergon, E-R-G-O-N. E-R-G-O-N, ergon. It literally means the business. It literally means business. Everybody say business. So he says Jesus came to put the devil out of business. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested to destroy the devil's business. Now, in an interesting, the devil's trying to destroy your business? Or he's making it his business to destroy your marriage or destroy your family or to destroy your body, to, to, to destroy your walk with the Lord. Well, God says, I see that. So I sent my son to put him out of business. Are you understanding this? It is the devil's business. That's what it says. How many of y'all here are business owners? All right. If you're a business owner, you, you have something that you do. You're not just a person in business and well, somebody say, what do you do? Oh, I do some of everything. No, you, you, that's, you're not going to be very successful at all. You, you can't just be, I do some of everything. I've got to, here's what I do. What's your business about? Here's what I do. Well, the, the Bible tells us what the devil's business is. In John 10, verse 10, it says the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his business. But here comes the one who's going to put him out of business. But I have come that you might have life and that you might have it how? More abundantly. So Jesus Christ is in business too. <laughs> And his business is to put the devil out of business. As a matter of fact, if you read that word, ergon, you'd study it out. It literally means he comes to, to uh, uh, in fact, the ergon literally means biz business and whatever it produces. It's business and whatever it produces. So every business produces something. Every business has something that it produces. There's a product, there's a service, there's an end, there's an end result to that person, to that, that, that company being in business. So the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's in business, and what he's producing is death. What he's producing is sickness and disease and poverty and lack and bondage and grief and depression and sorrow. Those are things that he produces. So the Bible says that Jesus Christ came 
to destroy the works or the ergon, the business and what it produces of the devil. So whatever the devil has produced in your life, the Bible says Jesus Christ came to destroy it. Or he came to undo whatever the devil had done in your life. Man, man, man. I wish you'll get this here tonight. He came to undo whatever the devil has done in your life. If the devil got you all tied up, the de- God came to unravel you. If he's brought sickness, the devil's brought sickness on your body, God has already sent Jesus Christ to bring healing to your body. If the devil got you all in lack and poverty and debt and financial bondage, Jesus Christ came to get you completely out of it and destroy whatever that lack and poverty produced. Glory to God. So I am come. I am come, John 10, 10, that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Glory to God. Pull up for me, please, media, uh, 1 John 3, verse 8, and give it to me in the Amplified Bible, please. The Amplified Bible. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Tell your neighbor, get the devil out of your house. But he who commits sin, who practices evil doing is of the devil, takes his character from the evil one. That's just good to know. For the devil has sin violated, violated the, the divine law from the beginning. The reason the Son of God was made manifest or visible, came in the flesh, was, see it is, there it is right there, to undo. Oh, man. Whatever been done is being undone. Come on now, talk about it now. You ought to be shouting about that. Whatever the devil has done in your life, Jesus Christ came to undone it. (laughs) Oh, he's done some stuff. He's done some stuff for generations. But it doesn't matter what was done for generations. When Jesus Christ shows up, he can undo whatever the devil had done. There was a man who had been who had been lame 38 years. Fifth, the fifth chapter of John. 38 years had been lame. And in one moment, Jesus Christ came and undid what the devil had done. There was a woman who was bought over for 18 years. 18 years. The Bible says, could in no wise raise herself up. But Jesus, in one moment, Luke 13, undid what the devil had done. There was a woman who had been bleeding profusely 12 long years. Couldn't find help from the doctors. Spent all of her money. So she was sick. She was broke. She was exiled. Had no family relationship. And in one moment, Jesus undid Everything the devil had done. Are you hearing this today? So he came. He he was here to undo, watch this, destroy, loosen, and dissolve. Oh, man. That sounds like something with a tumor right there. I like that too. Destroy, loosen, and dissolve. (laughs) 
Tumors are not from, from God. Tumors are from the devil. Tumors are not natural. They're from the enemy. You have an adversary, the devil. It doesn't matter about a tumor. It doesn't matter if it's golf ball size, grapefruit size, basketball size. If the Lord gets a hold of it, he's going to destroy it, loosen it, and dissolve it. Gall stones, kidney stones, he can destroy, loosen, and dissolve. <laughs> well, what about death? Can he destroy, loosen, and dissolve death? Dissolve. We've had testimonies already this 90 days. People who had stuff that was loosed, destroyed, and dissolved. You went, you went and checked your credit report. wasn't even on the credit report no more. What happened? It got dissolved. <laughs> so to undo, destroy, loosen, and dissolve the works of the devil the works the devil has done. So the devil has done some work. The devil has done some work on us. He's done some work on our children. Done some work in, against our spouses. He's done some work against our cousins and family. Done some work against our city. Done some work in the ministry. He, the devil done some work now. He done some work. It don't matter. Because anything, you know, any, any of y'all, you, you ever work on, a, on, on any kind of uh, uh, word processing when you're typing a paper like, you know, Microsoft Word or something like that, and you, you make a mistake, and you're like, oh, Lord, man, you don't have to worry about it, just undo. There's just, a little arrow, just boom, undo. Sometimes you got to hit undo several times, undo, undo. I ain't gonna lie, there are times, boy, when I, I used to eat all the carbs I can get my hands on. This back before we start getting carb conscious. And man, I used to be in my office, boy, dig back there. And the boy, I'd be working on paper, typing up something. Yeah. I'll fall asleep at, right at my computer. And you know what happens when you fall asleep? Your finger lands on a. Any of you woke up and you had all the Z's for like three. Oh, Lord, I messed my paper up. Don't worry about it. Just hit undo. <laughs> Doesn't matter what's been done. Jesus can undo it. <laughs> I'm a witness. I was a sinner and good at it. Some of y'all weren't good at it. Some of y'all flunked as sinners. I was good at it. When you can sin and nobody in the church know about it. Oh, let me come over here. When you can sin and nobody in the church know about it. I ain't say God to know about it. I said, but nobody in the church know about it. Everybody thought I was the good boy. 
Oh, that's Pastor Anderson's son. He's a good boy. No. <laughs> oh, we, yeah, we want him to run our daughter. <laughs> good at it. <laughs> oh. But all that sin. Now, so Jesus Christ came to destroy the works of the devil, which means he came, listen to this, to reverse the curse, to heal every disease, to break the back of poverty, and deliver people from the power of sin. You hear that? I'll say it again. To, he came to reverse the curse. You know, we were born under the curse. I don't mean black folk. I'm talking about all people. Because we were all born in sin. All shaped in iniquity. So because of that, we were all born to the curse. Everybody. But yet Jesus Christ came to reverse the curse. He came to heal every disease. That's one of our benefits in Psalm 103, isn't it? He came to break the back of poverty, and he came to deliver people from the power of sin. Okay? Now you can watch it later, and you can write it down if you didn't get it. Now, so, again, the thief comes, John 10, 10, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Oh, thank you, Lord. Anything been stolen... I speak recovery. Oh, my God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. I've had some things stolen in my life, and he just said, I'm going to undo that. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I had a lot of stuff stolen. My wife and I, my, our family, oh, my goodness. Well, it's going to be undone. He's, he's already undoing it. Praise the Lord. Oh, it's restoring mighty, mighty, mighty big time. So the thief comes only, uh, except not, does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come, this is the Lord talking, that they, you and me, might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Okay, now, so what we're supposed to be having is abundant life in every area of our lives. Am I right about it? This isn't just prosperity speak here. This is what the Lord Jesus Christ said. Okay? In fact, he preached prosperity all the time. That's all he ever preached was prosperity. Okay? So this is what I came to give you, life and life more abundantly. So if I'm not, in, if I'm not, if I'm experiencing the work of the devil, then I, there's a way I've got to respond to that. Once I recognize, listen to me very carefully. Once I recognize that the devil is at work in my life or in my home, in any area of my life, I need to respond forcefully. I must respond forcefully. Glory to God. Robert, if, if you're somewhere, if you're, you're in your house, and the house catches on fire, the house catches on fire, well, you don't, you don't ignore it and hope it goes away. Or maybe y'all do. If your, I'm gonna just ask somebody else. If your, Chris, if your house catches on fire, you don't ignore it and hope it goes away. 
Because if you ignore a fire, it's going to consume the whole house. And what the devil wants you and me to do is to ignore the fire. I mean, the moment you, you smell smoke, you need, to, you need to be, hey, 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 what's that? Where's that meat truck? Where's that coming from? I, I smell smoke. The Holy Ghost is your smoke detector. He said, hey, hey, he, he's, he's, he's elbowing you in your ribs. Hey, something going on. Don't ignore that. I'm talking to somebody here. More, I'm talking to a few somebodies in here. Don't ignore the fire. It's not just going to go away. The moment you smell smoke, you better rise up. Check it out. What's going on? And many times, we smell a smoke and, and, and act like the smoke is from down the street. It ain't down the street. It's right in your house. Sometimes things are smoking and you don't know where the smoke's coming from. You got you to gotta break a wall open or something. Let me find out. Where the smoke? I got to move some other way. I got to find out where the smoke coming from. Because if you don't deal with, the, with, deal with it at the moment, the smoke, you smell, first smell the smoke, pr pretty soon that blaze is going to catch a hole. Are y'all hearing me tonight? Tell you that, if you smell smoke, there's a fire. Don't ignore it. I'm now, you, you parents, if you smell smoke, there's a fire. Spouses, if you smell smoke, y'all ain't saying nothing back to me. There's a fire. Something's going on. You can't pretend like it's not happening. Something's going on. My goodness. And when you discover, okay, there's a fire. Now, with, with one of, once, once you discover, deep there's a fire, you don't call the insurance company. You don't call for an arson investigation. Huh? Huh? That's not the first thing you do. You discover fire, and now you want to start pointing fingers. This is your fault. Oh, you're an arson investigator. Oh, y'all ain't saying much to me. It, I mean, isn't that what an arson investigator does? And an arson investigator uh, tries to find what the fault is. And here we are, we, the fire's still going, and we're trying to point blame. It's your fault. It's Adam. It's Eve. It's, oh, 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 it's you. Investigator, you need to become a firefighter. You call nine one one. You call for help. 
Back in the old days, before we had fire stations and, you know, uh, uh, the, the, what you call those things, fire, fire hydrants and trucks, they, get, they had what they call a fire brigade, brigade and uh, where they, bucket brigades is what they have, where they make a long line from, from the nearest water source and they, somebody scoop water, they just keep passing it down, just scoop water past, scooping past, scooping past, whatever, and they, they dumping it one at a time, beating it with a rag, whatever they can, because we got to beat this fire down. You ain't think about who, whose fault it is. I'm trying to save my house. Well, I'm preaching better than some of y'all letting know here. I'm trying to save my, I ain't got time to be worried about that right now. I'll deal with that later on. I'll ask the Holy Ghost, show me later on, hey, how this happening. But I need, right now, I need to deal with it to get this thing to stop. Glory to God. Fire in the bedroom. Well, don't let it get all the way out in the living room and the kitchen and everything before you put it out. Yeah, isolate it where it is. One, isolate it. Isolate it. Compartmentalize. Oh, that's this, this, this is good marriage advice right now. Compartmentalize. You know what I mean by that? Compartmentalize means that when you got trouble in one area, don't now make it that trouble for everything in your life. Leave it where it is. Block it off. Don't all of a sudden now, now I now I can't stand your mama them anyway. Well, how we get your mama in this thing now? Your mom, your mama in that now? <laughs> Your mama biscuits ain't good anyway. My mama biscuits. My mama biscuits. He's talking about my mama biscuits now. Talking about my mama biscuits. Right? Because now you start, I mean, just make it over everything. You got this wide brush. You paint everything. Oh, you, you, can't, you can't cook. You can't clean. You can't dance. You, your hair nasty. I mean, you, the, oh. Your breath stank. I mean, you don't go on everything. And you can't spell. I mean, you talking. <laughs> okay. We, we were arguing over where to go to dinner. We was trying to figure out just where to go to dinner. Dinner. You'll do it to a child. Child make a bad grade, and all of a sudden, you just like your mama. You just like your daddy. You just like, wait a minute, they just made a bad grade. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. I remember, I remember uh, this might have been our first or second season of baseball. And one, one, of, one of my coach, uh, coaching partners, when I used to coach baseball, I remember the kids, like, they weren't, one practice, like, they weren't really working hard in this practice. And he jumped all over them. He said, y'all want to be homeless? These are like nine-year-old kids. They were, they were like not working hard at best baseball practice. Ten years old, eight, eight, eight years old. Y'all, you gonna be homeless? Like homeless? We're just talking about this baseball practice, dude. They eight years old. They don't. Let me be real hyper. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know him. If I if I call his name, y'all know him. So I won't call his name. I'm like, dude. Calm down. 
But that's what happens when the heat is on. When the fire is raging and you start panicking rather than, okay, wait a minute, let me, let me get this fire put out first and then let's go figure out how this thing got in the house. Glory to God. So you, you, you call a fire department, right? You don't ignore it. You call a fire department, okay? Tell your neighbor, call a fire department. Well, who's in the fire department? The Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, the angels, your pastors, your flight team leaders, your, your, your other fellow believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey! All the elders of the church, hey, I got you. Something going on. The bucket brigade, let's, let's, let's deal with this here. Right? Thank you, Lord. So I got to deal with this fire. Okay, now, the fire is there because the devil is trying to infiltrate your life. Now, some of, some of us, the fire might be in your finances. Right? Yeah. If you smell smoke in your finances, there's a fire. The moment you one day laid on a bill, there's smoke. I said, the moment you're one day late on a bill, if you keep waiting to the fifth to pay the rent, there's smoke. I know some of y'all know anything about it. You've never been there, but I've been there a long, long enough time to know that by the time I'm one day late, by the time I'm calling, I'm calling uh, Duke for an extension, by the time I'm calling them, there is smoke. And by the time I gotta go get a payday loan, it's a fire, it's a full blown, it's a full blown, full blown fire. Okay? What's happening is you have an enemy, ladies and gentlemen. Some, sometimes people people wait people wait till the I mean it's all it's all burnt down it's, it's burnt down I need some help help what though why do you call us when you first smell the smoke <laughs> just tear that thing on down just start over from scratch y'all know the works of prayer please pray for me it's too late the thing gone now. Sometimes pride won't let you uh, sound the alarm. Sometimes pride won't let you sound the alarm. But you're in your house on fire, you ain't got time for no pride. He <laughs> talking no no pride. I need help. There's a devil in my house, and I gotta get him out. Because they used to tell, tell me, if you let him ride. Come on now, you let, you let the devil get in your car. Oh, he's just in the back seat. It's all right, ain't worried. He's just in the back seat. Back seat? He ain't no back seat devil. He is not comfortable in the back seat. Even if he's in the back seat, he's going to be back there. Hey, turn it up, turn it up. Why are you, why are you going so slow? Why are you driving so slow? 
He gonna talk, he gonna, he in one of them backseat drivers, they, uh, they ain't gonna say, you know what, I got it, I got it, let me drive. You gotta pull over, get out. Okay? So what's happening? Is that there's an infiltration from the enemy. This is what I've been warning about. This is what we can understand, reasonably expect all the time because we are on God's side. We are uh, servants of the Most High God, children of the Most High God, and so we are prime targets for the devil. He knows if you and I uh, fulfill or manifest what God has for us, we become unstoppable. We become a threat to his kingdom. People who aren't going with God, they're no threat to the devil. Am I right about it? Um, thank you, Holy Ghost. Just, just as ironic, but maybe it's not. Uh, today's the 73rd day of our... Look at Psalm 73. This goes with what I was about to say to you, that people who are, you know, they on the devil's side, it seems like they don't never have smoke in their house. Like if they do, it's like smoke containment. It's just... It's, they have a system in their house. As soon as the smoke, look at look at Psalm seventy three, and uh, verse. I'm gonna start, start right at right at verse one. Truly, God is good to to EGCC to such as a, who as are pure in heart. But as for me, in, this, in these seventy three days, my foot. My feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped. Why? For I was envious of the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Now notice how he starts understand. I saw, he said, for there are no pains in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble. This, this is what he's perceiving. They're not in trouble as other men, nor are they plagued like other men. Therefore, pride serves their necklace. Violence covers them like a garment. Their eyes bulge with abundance. Abundance. Lord, I'm believing you for my rent. Their eyes bulge with abundance. They have more than their heart could wish. And then they got the nerve to scoff and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens and their tongue walks through the, through the, through the earth. I mean... He said, God, why, how come they doing all right? Look at verse 12. Behold, these are the ungodly who are always at ease. <laughs> they increase in riches. Surely I've cleansed my heart in vain. God, I'm working with you, and this is only make no sense. And wash my hands in innocence. For all day long I have been plagued and chastened every morning. I'm going through all this and I'm serving God. Um, he said, if I had said I will speak thus, behold, I would have been untrue to the, to the generation of your children. When I thought how to understand this, when I tried to really understand this, he said it was too painful for me to even look at it. I understand. Until. I went into the sanctuary of God 
and I, then I understood their end. Y'all can read the rest for yourself. It just seems like that. And yet with us, the servants of God, the children of God, every time you look up, it's hell in the house. The devil's infiltrating. The devil's doing something else. <laughs> it's the truth anyhow. So I'm going to walk you through my rest of the time tonight, and then we'll go into this on Sunday. We're going to deal with, with the fact that for this reason, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested to destroy, to undo the works of the devil. I want to prove to you that you have a Savior and a Lord who can handle your fire. Who knows how to get that devil out of your house. He's a devil buster. <laughs> you know, if you, if you had, a, if you had a, big, a big rodent in your house, y'all know, you know what I'm saying when I'm rodent, a raton, or a mouse, in your house. Some, I know some of y'all might be humans and the devil to keep working and running our lives, messing up our lives, stealing our peace, stealing our sleep, stealing our joy, stealing our rest, stealing our happiness, stealing our praise, messing with our finances, messing with our marriages, messing with our children. We're not going to let him do that any longer. We're going to walk in our authority. Walk in the revelation that we have that we are superior to the devil. That he doesn't have any power over us. We have power over him. He is already a defeated devil, a defeated foe in the name of Jesus. And we're not intimidated by him. We're not scared of him. We're aware of him. We're not ignorant of his devices. So he can no longer take advantage of us. So Lord, we thank you that tonight that you'll help us to be able to discern clearly where the devil's operating. That we won't point fingers and be arson investigators. But Lord, we'll go ahead and deal with the fire right now. We'll deal with these fires right now. And allow you, Lord, to show us where things went wrong. How, how things got in. How, how, the, how the enemy even had place to work in our lives. Thank you, Lord. We know that's not your will for us to deal with these things and have all these kind of issues. So thank you that, God, we can walk in the great victory that you've already provided for us. I pray for these, your people, every one of these, your precious children, God, that we will walk in supernatural victory every day of our lives, that we'll walk as the head, not the tail above, only not beneath. We'll walk, oh God, knowing we are sons of the living God. Hallelujah. We walk in our authority. We walk in our dominion. We know that God will walk over principalities, walk over powers, that God will, will Lord, we, we will trample serpents under our feet. Yes, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Jesus declared that he beheld Satan fall like lightning. So God, we let him stay down under our feet where he belongs. Your word even, even promised us that you, Lord, would crush Satan under our feet shortly. So we believe Satan will be crushed under our feet. We'll, give, we'll not give him any more prime time. We'll not give him any more place to him. We'll not keep talking about what he's doing. We're going to start and keep talking about what you're doing, the great things you're doing, the great manifestation you're bringing, the great joys you're bringing to our lives, the, Lord, the, great, the great things you are demonstrating in this house and for us personally. 
knowing, Father, that you will continue to do these things more and more. We give you praise. And we give you glory for our victory. We praise you. We give you praise right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Put those hands together and give God a great hand of praise tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.